Hi, this is Chris. Before we start our adventure in Odyssey, I'd like you to make sure your parents are with you. Dr. James Dobson has a very important message for them and you. If your parents are in the room, now's the time to get them. Oh, hi there. My name is John Avery Whitaker, but you can call me Whit, and this is Odyssey. I was just working on one of my inventions here. Just a few last adjustments, and there. Hey, let's see if it works. Look at that! It works. Now all I need to discover is what it's supposed to do. But that's all right. Discovering new and exciting things is what we do best here on our side of the radio. So. Why don't you come along for today's Adventures in Odyssey? Chris here again. Because of the subject matter in today's program, we thought it would be helpful to hear a few words from the founder and president of Focus on the Family, Dr. James Dobson. Doctor? Thanks, Chris. Kids, I want to take a moment to talk to you and your parents about today's episode of Adventures in Odyssey. I'm sure that many of you have heard about the so-called fantasy role-playing games that are available in the stores these days. You may have even seen one of them at a friend's house, or maybe you've heard your brothers or sisters talk about them. They go by a lot of different names, but they generally have this one thing in common. They are fantasy games that require the players to become characters who use swords and bows and arrows and other weapons to battle their enemies. Now, on the one hand, these games seem harmless enough. There's certainly nothing wrong with using your imagination. And if that's all these games involved, maybe I wouldn't be so concerned. But the fact is, in order to play these games properly, you usually have to use magic and mysticism, things that are clearly not Christian. And what's worse, some kids who used to be caught up in these games now say that their involvement led them into contact with demons and even Satan worship. Now, I've spent some time on our Focus on the Family broadcast talking to your parents out there about fantasy role-playing games. But I think you younger listeners also need to be warned about how dangerous these games can be. That's why we've created this special two-part Adventures in Odyssey that you're about to hear. It's not that we want to scare anybody. We just believe that drama is a good way to let you know about it. See, one of these days, somebody, and maybe it'll be one of your best friends, might ask you to play one of these games. And when that happens, I hope you'll think back to this special adventure and know the right thing to say. So parents, please stay with your kids for this program. There are a few things they might need you to explain at the end of the broadcast. Well, are you ready? Back to you, Chris. Thank you, Dr. Dobson. We'll begin today's adventure right after this. Is he ready? The Institute has helped me, in a very real sense, define my calling. Does she know what she wants out of life? It's been practical application stuff and leaving a stronger... um stronger believer, really. Do they know where to start? It's more clear to me what my roles and duties are as a Christian, I think. 
um, and how I can engage people around me in the discussion about truth and Jesus Christ. The Focus on the Family Institute is a one-semester program that will help your son or daughter define their future and bring focus to their dreams. And it's hard to put into words what you will experience here, but I'll tell you that it will be life-changing. It's allowed me to get a godly perspective versus what the world teaches me through, you know, through the media and through other outlets of what a family is supposed to look like. The Focus on the Family Institute, world-class education, and a life-changing experience. You can find more information at focusinstitute.org. That's focusinstitute.org. I'll tell you that it'll be life-changing. One of the nice parts of summer is having relatives come to visit. It can be fun and exciting and even a learning experience, as Jimmy will discover when his cousin Lynn comes to stay. There you are, Lynn. Thank you, Uncle George. This is my room. You can have a bed and I'll sleep on the cot. I can sleep on the cot. Don't say that. We're trying to teach Jimmy how to be a good host. He'll sleep on the cot. Really? I don't mind. See, Dad? Kids don't care about that stuff. Well, I do. You want to be a considerate host, don't you? Dad, he's only my cousin. Well, it's good for practice. I'll let you get unpacked, Len, from the size of that suitcase. <laughs> it may take you a while. What do you have in that thing, anyway? Just games and stuff. I uh, figured Jimmy might like to play. Do you have any Zapazoids? Oh, I can do a lot better than Zapazoids. No way. Zapazoids is kid stuff. <laughs> I'll let you boys work it out. Anything you need, Len, just ask. Oh, and uh, I'm glad you're here. So am I, Uncle George. Right. See ya. Better than Zapazoids? I don't believe it. Zapazoids is a baby toy compared to this. Look. Wow! What is all this stuff? It's part of the game. Have you ever heard of castles and cauldrons? It sounds familiar. Here, look at this book. It tells you about it. Castles and cauldrons. A role-playing fantasy game. My friends and I play all the time. See, you become a character, and once you prove yourself worthy, you get certain powers. Powers? Yeah, you'll see. So what's all this other junk? Our equipment to play. Swords and belts and other things we'll need. This is incredible. You better believe it. You want to play? Sure. How do we start? We have to give you a name. What's wrong with Jimmy? Well, nothing, but you're not Jimmy. You're going to become somebody else. You mean I have to make something up? No, I have to give you a name. That's how it works, because I'm the one bringing you into the game. You already have a name? Yep. I'm Luther the Magician. Luther? And you will be John Dell, the Apprentice. John Dell, the Apprentice. That's okay, I guess. It better be. You don't have a lot of choice. I don't? Nope. Some things you can't choose or control. Yeah? Like what? I told you. Everything will be clear in time. What's the matter with you? We're surrounded by the black monks of Benthrid, and you're wandering through the woods shouting. Get your hand off my mouth. What? Get your hand off my mouth. Listen to me. You've got to start taking this seriously or you're out. I am taking it seriously. I just couldn't find you. You're not taking it seriously or you wouldn't be calling me by my other name. Huh? I'm Luther. You're John Dell. We left Lynn and Jimmy back at your house. Got it? Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, yeah, apprentice. I am Luther the Magician and will be spoken to with respect. All right already. Now, John Dell, pay close attention. I was a little slow in the beginning, so I understand how you feel. But you must believe in this to make it work. What, er, er, Luther, what are you talking about? Let's stand up and I'll show you. Okay. Close your eyes. 
Oh, no, no. You're going to do something to me. Nope. Whatever happens will depend on you. What? Close your eyes. All right already. I mean, yes, teacher. Much better. Keep them closed and listen to me. You are John Dell, the apprentice. I am Luther, the magician. At this moment, we're deep in the woods of air, surrounded by the black monks of Benthrid. The black monks are known throughout this world as vicious barbarians who, who take what they want in order to increase their own powers. They're giants among us. Can you see them? I can't see anything. My eyes are closed. With your mind. See them. Picture them. Giants with black robes and veiled faces and low, thick, gravelly voices that vibrate your inner being. Do you see them? Can you hear them? I... I think so, yes. I hope so, young apprentice, for they're drawing closer and closer. Your sword is your only weapon right now, and you must use it. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I don't believe you. Keep your eyes closed. Hold up your sword and listen. Okay, what now? I'm going to hit your sword with mine. It is the test. Test? Listen to the sound of the swords clashing. <clears throat> what did you hear? Two plastic swords hitting each other? You have to concentrate, Jundell. These are not two plastic swords. To the eye, maybe. But to the mind, they're real. Listen again. Uh, no, I can't hear it. And again. Wait. And again, Jundell. Listen. Something's happening. Again. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Real swords, Jundell. Blade upon blade. I hear it. Listen. I hear it. I hear it, Luther. I hear it. Quickly, John Dell. The black monks are attacking. They must be vanquished. Vanquish the black monks. Victorious. Yeah. It, it was so real. My heart's pounding out of my chest. Good. Very good. Now we have to offer our victory incantation, which will lock the black monks into the pit of despair forever. A victory incantation? Who was Incantation. It? Just kneel down here next to me and repeat what I say. Uh, I don't know about kneeling. But you have to kneel. It's the only way to say the incantation. It's in the book. Yeah, but... But Neely makes it like a, a prayer, doesn't it? It's not a prayer. It's just an incantation. Come here. But it makes me feel so so weird. Neil, John Dalek. After all, it's only a game. Oh. oh. What? Are you all right? Yes. Uh, yes, I am. I don't know what happened. Looks like you had a slight attack of Butterfingers. Oh, it's so curious. I was putting these glasses away and I suddenly felt bad. Huh? Almost as if something terrible is about to happen. Really? <sighs> That's spooky. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, well, I'm sure it's nothing. May, uh, maybe I'm coming down with a flu or something. Well, why don't you go up to your office and rest? I'll clean that up. If you don't mind. No, no, not at all. Go on. I, I, I think I will. It's the strangest thing. Here you go, Lynn. Thank you. Ah, fresh lemonade. <laughs> Good grief. It's not like a couple of camels at the well. What are you two men doing to make you so thirsty? We went down to the woods and we, we were... We've just been out playing in the woods, that's all. Oh, uh, hacking at the branches with your little plastic swords, huh? <laughs> hey, these are cute. They're not cute, Dad. We vanquished... Did you have swords like that when you were growing up, Uncle George? Yeah, not like these. <laughs> we made our swords out of old lumber. But you kids are so much more sophisticated these days. I'm surprised you're not playing with the real things. <laughs> you know, Dad... Are we going to have dinner soon? I'm starving. Well, I think Mary has a roast about ready to come out. Oh, Why don't you two get cleaned up? Yes, sir. What? Quiet, Jimmy. Wait till we're clear. Mary, is uh, the roast supposed to be smoking like this? <sighs> there. What's the big idea? What? You kept cutting me off. You were going to tell your dad about the game, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to. It's our game. Yeah, so what? So we shouldn't talk about it right now. Why not? Because the book says. See, adults don't understand this stuff. Something happens to their brain cells when they get older. They get fussy and keep kids from playing games. It's what makes them adults. My dad's not like that. He likes to play games. Yeah, I'm sure he does. But for now, it's our game. Understand? We'll let your dad in on it later. But until then, you can't tell anyone, okay? But... You have to promise Jimmy. Oh, I'm Jimmy again? Yeah, for now. John Dell would know better than to blab everything. Do you promise not to tell until I say it's all right? Mm, okay. I still don't know what the big deal is. Trust me, Jimmy, okay? You have to trust me. what happened. I was putting away the glasses and suddenly a feeling of dread came over me. It was as if something terrible stepped into the room and grabbed me. I was startled and I dropped the glass. The feeling hasn't gone away. It's as real this minute as it was two hours ago. I feel weighted down, oppressed. Something in the very core of my spirit is disturbed. I hate to even say it, but it's something dangerous, something evil. Dear Father in Heaven, take this feeling away from me or, or help me understand what it means. Is something bad going to happen? We'll continue our adventure in Odyssey right after this. If you're looking for something fun to do, you'll find it at witsend.org. You'll get the latest Odyssey news, scoops, and reviews. Just about everything you need to know about adventures in Odyssey is on witsend.org. Log on today. Hi, Stephen Curtis Chapman here. I love stories, and that's why I'm excited about The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie. But did you know you can hear the story before you see the movie? Focus on the Family Radio Theater has dramatized the entire Chronicles of Narnia series from C.S. Lewis. So whether in the car or at home, 
families can listen to these dramatic stories from the Chronicles of Narnia, produced by Focus on the Family. Complete details are available at innernarnia.com. And now we continue with today's adventure in Odyssey. It's dark early tonight. I wonder if a storm's coming in. I hope so. I like storms. Here, help me. What are you doing? We need to set up these candles. Crack that window open. Will your parents come in without knocking first? Not usually. What are the candles for? Effect. I like candles. I like the the shadows they make. I think they're kind of creepy. Nah. Jimmy thinks they're creepy. John Dell likes them. He does? Yep. Because Luther will teach him the ways of the candlelight. He will? Yep. Turn off the lights. Okay. Candlelight and campfires. Those are where the stories are told. Stories passed down from generation to generation. Is that your Count Dracula imitation? Jimmy, there are things in this world we can't understand. Well, algebra for one. Are you going to take this seriously or not? Sorry, go ahead. There are worlds within our world. Places beyond our sight. Powers beyond our senses. Gotcha. The Twilight Zone, of course. No, Jimmy. I'm talking about something very real. Very magical. How would you like the power to move things without touching them? You mean like clean my room without getting out of bed? You're really small-minded, aren't you? What are you talking about, Lynn? I'm talking about the ability to... to do things you couldn't dream of doing normally. It's all part of the game, Jimmy. I've, I've seen things... Weird things that can't be explained. Yeah? Like what? Do you believe in visions? Visions? What kind of visions? Visions that tell you the future. Visions that that let you see what other people are doing the moment you're thinking about them. Uh, I don't know. I've never been able to do that. I know people who can. You do? Yeah. And they can do even more. Like what? One of the guys I used to play the game with... We called him Medwin the Miraculous. He used to be able to see things through the eyes of birds. He could close his eyes and see what a bird was seeing as it flew over the land. How do you know he wasn't making it up? We knew. When you play the game as long as we have, you know. You believe. You begin to develop power. Would you like power, John Dell? It depends. Depends on what? Aren't there things that bother you that you'd like to get rid of? Maybe there are some people who get on your nerves. Any chance of getting a few A's on tests without studying? Tests are nothing once you've mastered castles and cauldrons. Things change. Life changes. Mine has. Lately, I've been able to do things myself. Yeah? What kind of things? You're not ready yet. What do you mean? I helped get rid of the black monks, didn't I? How ready do I have to be? I'll know when you're ready. And the candlelight in your eyes tells me you're not. I can read your heart, John Dell. You're starting to get spooky, Len. Len, don't stare at me like that. Len, quit playing around. Good night, John Dell. Uh, yeah, good night. Oh, brother. All right, you guys, wake up. I want to know who did this. 
What's your problem? This is my problem. What did you do to your doll? I didn't do anything to it. This is how it looked when I woke up this morning. The arms were completely torn off. It's an antique doll, Jimmy. I know that. Well, then why did you tear it up? I didn't. Len? Oh, don't look at me. I gave up playing with dolls a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not kidding around, you guys. Is this some kind of stupid joke or what? The doll didn't just tear its own arms off. What's going on here? Why all the yelling? Because one of these clowns tore the arms off my doll. Look at it, Dad. Mm. It's a collector's doll. Do you know what this costs? Calm down, Donna. Why would anyone want to rip the arms off your doll? How should I know? They've been sneaking around ever since Len got here. All I know is I woke up this morning and the arms were torn off. All right, all right. Let me look at it. You guys are in big trouble now. You're going to owe me your allowance for the rest of your life, Jimmy. We didn't do anything. Donna, I, uh, I think you might be wrong. Huh? See, I told you so. Now, look at it. I'd say Ferguson got a hold of it. Ferguson? Who's Ferguson? Her cat. Ferguson wouldn't do something like that. No, he wouldn't. I've seen that cat tear up more than this when he felt playful enough. Remember what he did to the side of the couch. I don't believe it. Well, it makes more sense to me than anything else. Just look at the tear marks. Only Claus could have done that. I still don't believe it. See, Donna? You owe these two an apology, Donna. But, Dad... Donna... I still don't believe it. They're up to something. Apologize. I'm sorry for accusing you of ripping my doll's arms off. Apology accepted, Donna. I'll think about it. Jimmy. Apology accepted. Good. Now let's go downstairs and see what your mom rustled up for breakfast, all right? Let's go down to the creek. Okay. Is Donna always such a pain in the neck? Well, she is about some things. Mm, seems like all she does is whine and complain. Yeah. Dad says she's going through the trials of adolescence or something like that. I think she's just moody. It's a shame. She would have made a good princess for Lindlock by the sea. Really? You would have made Donna a princess? Sure. We have two or three princesses when we play the game back home. I didn't know girls were allowed. Only special ones. They have to understand the rules and be brave enough to play by them. How brave are you, John Dell the Apprentice? How brave do I have to be? As brave as you can be. That doesn't make sense. Why do you talk like that all the time? It's the way of all magicians. Is it also the way of magicians to tear the arms off a doll? You don't believe the cat did it? Do you? Cats can be persuaded to do anything. You mean... In castles and cauldrons, anything is possible. Come, John Dell. The wizards of Kith are plotting against us. But I left my sword at home. You can't battle wizards with swords. You've got to use magic. Magic? What kind of magic? Good magic. But I don't know any good magic. I think it's time you learned. Come on. What is Jimmy getting himself into? We'll find out together on the next adventure in Odyssey. Just a reminder, if you ever want to write to us, our address is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., V6B4G3. Oh, you might also want to ask how you can get a copy of today's broadcast. It's called Castles and Cauldrons. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. On our next adventure in Odyssey, we'll hear the conclusion of Jimmy Barclay's entrance into a foreboding world of fantasy. Len, what's wrong? What's wrong? 
The wizards of Kith have us locked in a spell, and you have the nerve to ask? We'll get out of it. You'll see. No thanks to you. I said I was sorry. I don't get you. You play Zapazoids all the time, right? It's real to you, right? What's the difference? We're playing a game. So you got to be willing to go along, or we'll stop everything now, okay? You two have been sneaking around playing your stupid games, and I think my doll has something to do with it. Like what? Well, I don't know, but it does. You know, Donna, it's not very nice to make accusations when you don't have any proof. Yeah, and it's not very nice to tear up the arms on my doll and then steal it. I know you and Len have hit it off real well, and I was... Well, I was glad, in fact, but... Well, Len didn't come here just for a vacation. He didn't? No. His parents wanted him here because, well, they tell me he's changed over the past few months, and they don't know why. He started hanging around a questionable group of friends, and, well, they're just worried about him and thought maybe some time away might help. See, I remembered reading about some of the changes that happen in people, kids especially, who get involved in what they call role-playing fantasy games. What? Well, they're games that invite the players to become part of a fantasy world, a world of magic and wizards and dragons. There are evil spiritual forces at work in this world, Connie, and often we don't realize the doors we're opening to let them loose in our lives. This is scaring me, Wet. I'm glad. There are some things it's good to be afraid of. Adventures and Odyssey is a production of Focus on the Family. Today's episode was written and directed by Paul McCuskey. Our production engineer was Bob Luttrell. And Chuck Fulty was our executive producer. And I'm Chris, inviting you to join us again for another Adventure and Odyssey.